The following program may contain viewpoints and opinions that do not necessarily reflect those of Radio That Doesn't Suck Incorporated or its employees. Welcome to Real Estate Toronto, the radio show about buying and selling real estate in the greater Toronto area with Aura Ross from the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team. 30 minutes of hot topics and indispensable advice from experienced professionals that work for you. Now, on with the show. we will wish you a happy new year it's been a while since we've talked to you and so we wanted to say that again happy new year happy new year yes and when is the official drop dead date for saying happy new year when do you stop doing that i see that's a really good question is that december 31st of that year until the next (laughs) i don't know (laughs) if i don't see you till next december i will wish you happy new year so what are we talking about today um just review the 2015 market. Um, there's been, as you know, a couple of exciting real estate markets in Canada, um, Toronto especially, and we're going to do a little bit of comparison to Vancouver since those two, um, prov- sorry, those two markets, those two cities, really defied everything else that happened right across Canada. Uh huh. They so stuck out. They stuck out like. Sore thumbs. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say that, and then I thought, I don't know if they're sore thumbs. But when we look at the Canadian market as a whole, Toronto and Vancouver just are are doing something completely different. Whereas we've got some increases, steady marginal increases across Canada, and in some places, drops. We have market drops. We've heard about what's going on in Alberta. We're seeing a 20 to 30% price and activity drop there because of the oil prices and everything so um yeah so we're going to talk about some fun numbers awesome well stay tuned you're listening to realestatetoronto.com radio the music you'll hear on out of the blue will be jazz for the most part no specific styles or genres every piece of music is hand-picked to deliver quality performances Out of the Blue can be heard on rtds.ca, live Mondays, 1 to 3 p.m., and encore performances Tuesday to Friday, anytime on demand. It's the true spirit of jazz, a touch of everything and then some. Thanks for listening. I'm Larry Green. selling a home, condo, or investment property may be one of the largest transactions you'll ever make. It's important to gather as much information as you can, and preferably from experienced, successful professionals. When it comes time to make your move, call the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team with Keller Williams Real Estate Service at 416-230-8500 or visit www.realestatetoronto.com. Whether you're making your first move or selling your much-loved family home, the Mulholland Ross Team offers over 26 years of real estate sales and service across the GTA. Listen every Sunday at 4 p.m. here on Radio That Doesn't Suck to hear the team share advice and information that will assist you with your personal wealth through real estate. Questions or topics you'd like to see covered? Email info at realestatetoronto.com or call the Mulholland Ross team at 416-230-8500. Welcome back to realestatetoronto.com radio. So... Lots of homes sold in the in the GTA in 2015. The yes, Toronto Real Estate Board broke a hundred thousand 
sales uh, in one year, actually 101,000. And I would stay, say that if there had been more inventory, that number would have been higher. And this is a first. They've never sold that many in a year? No, no, never broke. Uh, I don't think we've ever broken 96,000. Really? So this is our first time breaking 100,000. We knew that was happening. We were watching it through the year. And I think in October, we were already well over 90. And they were saying, listen, we're going to break 100. 101 and change, yeah. So typically when you have a lot of inventory, it sort of suppresses prices, does it not? Because it tends to, I mean, that's the it thought does. process. It does. So we have a lack of inventory. Yeah. See, we had a huge demand. We had more demand than any time before. So um, where we've got 101 sales, which is awesome, like I said, had we had more inventory, I think that I think we would have seen more sales. Hmm. Um the the certainly in places like Alberta, when we talk about Alberta, they've got a massive amount of homes on the market. Right. So you can only imagine what's happening to their price point. Buyer can go out and shop between five, 10, 20 ho- homes that are in their price point in their kids' school district now. Whereas in most places in Toronto, there's usually only one or two homes available at any given time in a specific targeted neighborhood. So I find a lot of um, families um, will purchase based on a specific school and catchment area. And and the Toronto District School Board is extremely picky about where yes. you are, right? You've oh, been through that, been right? Through it. So if if only one or two homes show up in that school district at any given time, there's really no options. You're you're buying one and you're waiting for the next one. And when the next one comes up, how many people are waiting for the next one? And that's what we saw all year, right? We saw the bidding wars, we saw the multiple offers, even when we didn't hold offers and try to create a bidding war scenario, we saw multiple offers show up. And that's just a a sample of a number of families or people waiting for a particular type of home in a neighborhood in a certain price range to come up. And you're rarely alone. So the (laughs) the glut in inventory really didn't have an appreciable impact on the price. It didn't drive it down. We didn't have a glut of inventory. Well, oh, I thought you said because we had so many sales. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. I think if we had had more inventory, we would have seen even more sales. I think there was just, there was such a demand this year. I mean, our interest rates dropping to two and a half percent. I mean, I know yeah. I, I'm still, I'm going sideways here, but I'm still hearing people going, yeah, but isn't variable, be- variable better because I can get it at 2.1? And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> like really? Yeah. For four basis points. Let's talk about 12.1 or 22.1. Yeah. But I must say we saw also, so the other really cool thing we watched happen this year was um, it is so. Let me just backtrack a little yep. bit. The average price came in at two thousand and fifteen at six hundred and twenty-two thousand dollars. We had not broken six hundred until February of two thousand and fifteen, ever as an average price of all home types right across the GTAs reported to the Toronto Real Estate Board. So we had never broken six hundred. We now ended the year at six twenty-two. We ended last year at five sixty. Wow. That's a major. 566? Yeah. So that's a major increase over 12 months. The The important thing I like to show people is if you're really tracking these increases, the bulk of the increase, in fact, all of the increase happened between January and May. We peaked in May at 649. Okay. So then, of course, we had our seasonal stuff, right? 637, yep. 632, you know, uh, November was 632. Uh, December, I think we've got six. Um, I'll come back to that number for you. I'll find it. Um, oh, six. Yeah, I'll find it. Um, so really, um, 
sorry, 609 December ended with, an average of 609. So we peaked in June and then it didn't drop. People think, oh, the prices drop after the spring. They didn't drop. What happens is, is that we have um, different inventory on the market that affects our prices. So we have fewer $8 million, $6 million sales in August. Mm. It just, it, so it affects our averages. I can tell you as a realtor on the ground with my buyers, with my sellers, that if I were to say, yes, there was a sort of quiet period this year where maybe I felt a little pushback on price, it would have been in the last two weeks of August, the first two weeks of September, and that was it. We hit October and the bidding war was back. November, December was crazy. December felt like May. I, re I remember talking to you in December and typically as you get closer to Christmas, yep. it quiets down a bit. Yep. No, it didn't. And we had properties where we hadn't even gone to market yet. And we were sitting with three offers on the table. Really? Yeah. Amazing. That's multiple offers. offers. And we haven't even gone to market yet. <laughs> you know, we sent out an email to our to our agents and our and our sphere to say this is what's coming. And within two days, we're getting calls saying we've got offers. We've got offers. So. Hmm. So part of that is likely due to some changes to our mortgage requirements. We used to have the 5% mortgages right across the board. Uh, CMHC has announced 5% is still okay on your first 500. After your first 500, they want to see their 10%. Ah. So your, your first 500, 25 down, you're adding another 100,000. You've got to come up with another 10, so not another 5. It doesn't penalize someone that's getting into a smaller home. No. Doesn't good. affect those first-time buyers in the yep. smaller communities, which is great because that is our little engine that keeps everything going. Yep. But look at you know, as long as we've ever been talking, Todd, we've always talked about how the Canadian government uh, and the mortgage uh, CMHC is really trying to put a few things in place that protect us. I know a lot of people out there, and I've spoken to a few realtors with the change, and they're quite upset. They feel it'll knock some of their buyers out of the market. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of those people have not been around in a shifting market, you know, and, 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 and I don't want to be a doom and gloomer, but it's a cycle. It, it's a cycle. It's, it's cyclical. It will go up. It will go down. Just in a 12-month period, we watch it go from, we started January with an average price of 552. By May, we're sitting at 649. And by August, we're sitting at 609. So no one can sit here and tell me, no, the prices are always... Um, like, I mean, yep. they're all great prices, but that was a cycle. There's your annual cycle. Now, over the course of years, this market will move around. So I, I think it's wise that we have some equity in our homes. So that, that extra 5% on the, the balance is just sort of a, a check to say, are you sure you want to do this? Do you have the wherewithal to do it? I think it's the wherewithal, and it's also the bank saying, you know what, we need a little more skin in the game from the people because we're putting the CMHC is really at risk. And, you yes. know, CMHC is a government yeah. uh, mortgage, uh, is government insurance program to protect the banks should we default. Right. If everybody, you don't even want to know. I don't even know the number. I heard it a while ago. I don't even want to know. If everyone in Canada were to default, what, what do you think? We'd oh, be shy, like billions. I would think billions, especially since these some of these are, are major investments. Yeah, and if you're only putting in five percent, it's like yeah. you can walk away from it. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, so that was some of the exciting stuff. Now, the other thing we saw this year was Gord Downey. Mm -hmm. We all know Gord. Yeah. 
um, sold his home in the beaches this year. He's leaving Toronto, is he? Is he moving? I, I don't know where don't he's know. going. They didn't say, I did don't they? know. No, but I did see the cool video that was made about his home. I did miss that. I wanted oh, was, to see that, but I heard a lot about I it. I might it have like it. I'll share it with you. It was, it was a lifestyle video where you actually saw kids playing hide-and-seek through the house. Really? Yeah, it was very well done. Wow. A um, lot of hoopla was made over that he sold it for 2.23 and that he only bought it for 1.3 um, 10 years ago. Right. Okay. But if you think about it, most homes have more than doubled in that 10 years. So, Gord, you know, I don't know. Maybe you fell a little shy. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you did great. Yeah, but, no kidding. But no one should be too shocked. I mean, he, he was a famous musician, so it got to the news. But in 10 years, we are watching some of these properties more than double. In fact, I'm seeing, I've seen in some places in our city a five-year double. A couple of years ago, we saw it was seven years. We're now into a five-year. Mm. I wonder, though, um, got about a minute and a half left before we have to go to break. I wonder how many people were buying, bidding on that house because it was Gord's house. I mean, I don't I know. I would have. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I think it would have been kind of cool. You know, yeah. I'd do the same. If there were a musician that I really liked, I'd probably want to live in their house for a bit. Well, another house that made it to the news was, of course, the eight-foot-wide house. Everybody saw that, I think. It was the skinniest house in Toronto on Shooter Street, and it was selling for about seven fifty nine. Now, um, my last information was they did adjust the price a little bit down because it didn't sell that quickly. Eight-foot-wide house. Okay, eight, and you do cannot we know how gain many floors? weight. Three floors. Three floors. Three floors. Man, those stairs would be pretty... Uh, that's not even the width of a bed, is it? I guess it is. No. And in, in the beaches in the Toronto area, we saw a home that was called the Hillbilly Home. It was known as the home with the hole in the roof and dilapidated porch and the weeds growing, everything. And everyone freaked out that it sold for over a million dollars. And the thing to keep in mind, too, is what, what people are buying now in, in a lot of these older neighborhoods is they're buying the location. They're buying the land. So yeah. whether that home was renovated or not renovated isn't going to make as big a difference as it used to. Oh. When we come back from break, I have a house for you. I, I found something. I read something in the paper. Oh, good. And okay. I think it would be perfect for You're you. You're going to sell me a place. I'm going to sell awesome. you a place. Okay. So stay tuned. I'm You're ready. listening to realestatetoronto.com radio, and I am not a licensed real estate agent. So. <laughs> disclaimer, disclaimer. Yeah. Be right back. Annoying, frustrating. Of course, you're referring to me. Some days, enlightening, engaging. And now you're referring to yourself. Most days. <laughs> Just a few of the words employed to describe our show, The Mots. You'll come up with your own. Hi, we're The Mots, Paul and Carol. Inviting you to join us weekdays at 2 on Listen Up Talk Radio at talk-radio.ca. And there's an encore performance with Mots Weekend. You can check us out at themots.ca. Here's another word for you. Oh, I wouldn't go there. Hi, it's Paul Capricante, host of The Vinyl Experience, with a couple of magic numbers for you to remember. This is real simple. Are you ready? Here we go. Nine and three. Every Sunday at 9 a.m., 3 p.m., 9 p.m., and for good measure, 3 a.m. on Monday. This is all Eastern Time. Your times for The Vinyl Experience. So have you got your checkbook with you? I'm ready. You're ready. What you got? Would you like to own the former bunker of the Hells Angels? It was repossessed by the government through the proceeds of crime a few years ago. I think 2010. It's for sale. Where? On Eastern Avenue. And it's got these cool cement things so you can't drive a car up. And it's got bars all over the window. 
It's a really funky looking place. That's neat. Okay, yeah. I'll look that up. But I don't know how much it is. I think okay. uh, I, we need to check into that because okay. that would be a cool place to just... Have a radio show. Have a radio show or a radio <laughs> station, yeah. <laughs> um, some of the other neat things. Okay, let's talk about Vancouver uh-huh. for a minute because... Their Toronto prices, I mean, we talked about it from 552 to 649 at its yep. peak. Okay. Vancouver's average price is 760. What? So that's up 19%, 18.9% from a year earlier. Now, when we talk about their benchmark price, which basically says, you know, compares detached to detached, um, detached homes soared 24.3%. From December 2014 to December 2015. 24%, 25%. They saw just over 42,000 homes sell, which was a 28% increase over 2014. So there's your demand. Wow. Yep. How are they managing out there? How are you people managing? Let us know. Yeah, please call us. 1-866-269-6155. Leave us a voicemail and let us know. And you can hear yourself on the radio. But how are you managing with these uh, increases? I'd love to know. And... Because what I'm finding right here locally is a lot of people who live here who haven't gotten into the real estate market yet cannot get into the market in in 416 Toronto. It's really tough. I mean, they can. There's condo options. There's townhouses, semis. But if you have three kids or your lifestyle requires a certain, you know, living space, it is extremely difficult. Now, the cost of actually carrying the debt is is actually not a whole lot more painful than it was, say, 10 years ago. Hmm. It's coming up with that down payment. That chunk of change. Yeah. And, and we're seeing, again, you know, it used to be a very select group of the population that would help their kids with a, with a down payment. And now yep. it seems like it's everybody going back to mom and dad saying, um, I see the parents money. helping so much. Yeah. Yeah. The parents are helping so much. So, so those of you out there whose kids aren't quite ready to buy, you better start saving because <laughs> they're going to need your help. Put that guilt away. Now, I'll tell you, you know, we've had this conversation a lot and, and I'll say I had somebody come up to me recently has, you know, a person, I don't know how old, but their kids are in their late twenties, early thirties. And she said, or my kids will never be able to buy her. They could never afford it. And I said, I mean, you've got you've got a single daughter. Why not have her find a friend, two friends, buddy up, buy a place, pitch in, get a little semi, fix it up. Maybe it won't be too nice. Fix it up. Wait a few years, sell it. And now you've started the process. And she looked at me and smiled and said, I can't convince them to do it. They don't want Mm. that. They want to live by themselves. They want modern. They want the stainless steel, the pot lights. So they're going to end up in their 400 square foot condo. And I can't stress it enough. At any time in history, to get into the real estate market is difficult. It's never been easy. Mm. That's why not every person owns a, owns their home. And you know someone that did that, don't you? That the, bought a house with others. Hey. Very young. It's it's how my husband started. He yeah. bought the townhouse and he took the basement room. Yeah. You know, and he still talks about the smell of cat. <laughs> Um, <laughs> when he purchased it, but he knew that if he took out the carpets and refinished the floors and painted, he could get rid of the smell, Yeah, which he did in time, you know. <laughs> well, but, you know, we do what we do. You know, I, 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 I can't stress enough to people to start at step one. Step one is just get in and it, you know, however you can get in. And if you start can start young, buddy up, definitely buddy up for sure. Yeah. Um, the other thing um, that's really interesting when we were doing our research in the Vancouver 
real estate market and how people were faring, because we were asking that question to each other this yeah. week, how are these people in Vancouver managing it? Yeah. Um, it's that it's that deferring of the the land um, the property taxes hmm. that I thought was interesting. So you know, yeah. the the government put in place for a lot of seniors, especially or people on fixed incomes, when that their properties rose so quickly, their property taxes were going up so quickly, they couldn't afford to keep up with their property taxes. They're on fixed incomes, so the right. government came in and said, "Tell you what." We're going to allow people to defer their property taxes till the day they sell the home. And the day you sell your home, you're paying us back. They didn't put an age restriction. They didn't put an income restriction on it. So what do you think the real estate investors are doing in Vancouver? Oh, So they're cool. deferring. They can go five, six. I, I don't even know if there's a time limit. But doesn't this have an impact on the government services? That's well, a good cash cow. You know, when I read up about this, I was blown away. And I can't, I, I'll have to keep looking deeper. And those of you out there that know more about this, again, call us because we'd love to hear from you. And are you doing this? Let us know if you're actually doing this. Because yeah. it's a cool thing. I wish we could do it here. I wish we could. I think it would be wise if it was limited. But they can't really limit it to three three years because then if your property tax is six then in three years you have to come up with 18 and chances are you can't no. so it's really you know again it was designed for our seniors who you know you're going to stay in your house you're going to stay comfortable the day you sell your home your family will likely pay everything off for you yeah but let me play devil's advocate for a second because that could add up and that could be a nasty surprise when you sell thinking you've got 500 grand of equity oh yeah whoopsie we kind of forgot those property taxes that we hadn't been you owe 400 out yeah <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but i do wonder how the government is managing without all that money because I and I'm, yeah. and I'm gonna find out how many people are actually using that program I personally would just love to see us to the, what the US has and they get to write off the interest they pay on their mortgages it becomes a write-off against their income mm, nice and that would be a beautiful thing so um, you're getting ready for a move and my property taxes have doubled oh yes moving out of the city yeah with fewer services yeah and I'm paying more. So where's the extra going? Hello? I'm not going to say which region it is. Well, it's fewer people paying into the pot, though, and it's quite a large piece uh, of land. When you think about it, yeah. 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 So they need a certain number for their operating budget. We really shouldn't complain too much in Toronto about what's happening. Twice weekly garbage pickup back in the day in North York. Twice weekly I remember. garbage pickup. Mondays Yay, and Thursdays. Mel Lassman. Yeah, hey, hello, we Mel. love Mel. And the Army, anytime we got snow, the Army was out. If Mel's listening, we'd love to get him on the show. Um, uh, now, so here's another interesting stat going back to the Toronto market. You know, we know that there are uh, roughly 45,000 realtors on the Toronto Real Estate Board. Um, just under 21,000 of them are actually marked as having sold one home, at least one home on MLS. Yeah. I'm going to just put a little disclaimer here because we do have teams now in real estate and oftentimes you'll have a team of four or five realtors and only one realtor is taking credit for the sales on the team. Okay. So where this is saying, you know, 21,000 realtors out of 45 have sold at least one home, 25,000, sorry, 25,000 okay. realtors out of 45 have at least sold one home. We're probably talking about a number a little bit higher because we do have a good amount of people on teams. And, and as we talked about too, there are a lot of agents that will just get registered as an agent to sell their own homes. But that would that would show up as at least one sale, hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so 
that's that's the interesting thing. So on MLS, just over 25,000 people show up as selling at least one home. 87, 8,800 people sold one home. 8,800 sold one home. Yeah, and just under 5,000 sold two. Wow. And when I take that to six homes, we've got just under 21,000 realtors selling six or less homes. So what it tells me is there's 4,000 realtors selling seven homes and more. And it also... I kind of want to put it out there because I know the assumption out there is that real estate agents make a ton of money. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just kind of puts it into perspective that not every realtor is out there selling a ton of homes, nor do they have the experience because we can see that we've got some just selling one in a year. Right. Which now puts you at at equal to them as far as your experience. I've sold you one. (laughs) There you go. Still waiting for the check. Yeah. And... um, the other thing that I like to just talk about is that um, it's just funny. One of the big things I got all year was people saying, oh, my gosh, you must love this market. Like, you must love it. You're a realtor. Your prices have gone up. You guys are making even more yeah, yeah, yeah. money. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, over my 27 years now in the business, I would love, and I'm sorry, people out there, I would love to see our market just stay stable around the same for about two years. I would love everyone to regroup. And not for me necessarily as a salesperson, for the people I know around me. Just It just feels like everything's speeding so fast out of control. People are into major spending. And I watch it happening and I watch people get carried away. They buy that new place and they, they struggle to get that new place. And they say, I can't pay another penny because you know it's all I can afford. And, and I agree, I, I'm all about people you know, knowing their budget and sticking to it. And then, you know, two to three months later, I go back and visit and they see they've got the beautiful blinds and all the new Mm -hmm. appliances and they had to go buy this carpet and they had to buy that furniture. And I find out they put it all on their visa card. And I would love to just, you know, for my wish for 2016 (laughs) is that everybody sort of just slow down for a minute, take a breath, look at their situation and figure out where or what they need to do just in case, just in case in a year from now, our show is talking about some pretty scary numbers. Well, just before we go to our last break here, RBC is set to hike some mortgage rates starting Friday. I think uh, it's in the CTV news right here. I think it's only a tenth of a percent, but uh, again... And a tenth is... I don't want that to panic anyone and say I'm not going to buy. No, it's not. But I mean, it's going now. It hasn't in a long time. And we just saw the U.S. increase their mortgage rates. So something to think about, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Buy now. Buy now. (laughs) We're here. We're here all weekend. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to realestatetoronto.com radio. Back to the wrap, realestatetoronto.com radio. And you have one more factoid to share with us from December. Well, December, we saw 85 homes sell for over $2 million in the Toronto Real Estate Board. That is insane. 85. Yeah, 85. We're almost up into the hundreds. We're close. You know, you know what I'm going to bring for you next week was the first time we broke a million. I'm going to pull that up. 
Um, so yes, 85 sold for over 2 million. Still our largest group of home buyers. Our largest amount of, uh, the most popular price point is still sitting between five and 700,000. So that's the other thing with all this news about million dollars in land, you know, you're buying a home, you're tearing it down for a million bucks. There, I can't stress enough that there are pockets around our city, in the city, good neighborhoods, good schools, parks, close to TTC, where you can still buy a home for under a million dollars. I mean, look at this. The largest group of buyers sat in the five to 700 range. Yeah. So we can still do it whether, you know, you can go to the outskirts, you can go to the east or the west and use your GO trains, but there are still communities within our city that you can get something for five, four fifty, five fifty. It's not the Taj Mahal. No. No, I but mean, you can get in. And we've talked about this before, but there are areas that are coming back, like Leslieville, oh, Corktown. I mean, huge. you know, five, ten years ago, you would have said, who wants to live in Leslieville or Corktown? Because they were they were there were so many things working against them. But they've, re, you know, they've revitalized their incredible communities, funky restaurants, great stores. I know. And can I tell you some of the wisest investors? I think I've said this before on your show as well. Um, some of the wisest investors I've met in the last three years have gone into what you would consider to be the least attractive communities in our city, and they've bought up their real estate. And if they can buy two or three right beside each other, Great. even better. And they're just sitting on it, and they're waiting. Yeah. Well, that's the music. We're on our way out. We'll see you right back here next Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Yes, have a great weekend and buy a house. Yes.